are listening to Estate at the Union, estate planning made simple. Here's your host, Brad Wewell, from Texas Trust Law in Austin, Texas. Hi, this is Brad Wewell. We are here doing another episode of the Estate of the Union, our podcast here from Texas Trust Law. And we are totally blessed uh, at the holiday season to have as our guest, Judge Sylvia Holmes. And uh, I should say, Judge Justice of the Peace, Precinct 3, mm-hmm. my personal precinct, Travis County, Texas. And Sylvia is a, first of all, a wonderful woman. She's the president uh, of a Rotary Club. She is uh, just a, a really genuinely interesting and nice person. I'll throw the nice in there too, Sylvia. And uh, she's going to tell us today all about this mysterious stuff called Justice Court. And, and what is Justice Court? What is Small Claims mm-hmm. Court? Uh, what is a Justice of the Peace? And do they do anything other than marry people? Right? That's it. All right. Well, let's get cracking then, class. And we're going to uh, have some fun with this today, too. So, uh, Judge, uh, give us a little history on uh, how you got to be a judge and why you wanted to be a judge. So I had been in private practice for about 12 years, and in the last seven years, I served as the attorney for students at the University of Texas, which is an awesome job that people (laughs) didn't realize existed. Right. Um, So in an unusual way, I was a salaried attorney with the Mm -hmm. law firm. We had three attorneys, and all of our retained clients were enrolled students at the University of Texas. I so that's a big variety of folks. It's 52,000 clients already retained. <laughs> and I actually did this as well at Texas State University. It turns out most large colleges have a program like this. If you can see a doctor or a therapist for a little bit, you can usually get a little bit of free legal counseling. And it's like a dollar per semester to the students. It's already wrapped into their, their student packages. Cool. And so the work that I did there almost exclusively, or the large majority, took me into small claims and justice courts because sure. it was uh, tickets, it was right. alleged underage drinking violations. Um, alleged, of alleged. course. Alleged. Uh, and then landlord-tenant situations sure. and small claims. A lot of students would, would be hired to do work, chamber musicians, photographers, and huh? then not get paid. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Huh. So that's where the small claims came in. And so I'll be there. I, I, the court of record for the University of Texas Police is Justice of the Peace Precinct 5, which is downtown here in Austin. And I was in that court every week so often that in conversations with the judge, he said, you're qualified. Why don't you? Why don't you run? Why don't? And I said, well, I am interested in doing this. And huh. so I have to thank Judge uh, Herb Evans for first kind of planting that seed and I'll be darned. helping me to get to it. And so then I looked into it and said, you know, uh-huh. there's a spot opening coming up. Let's do it. And that's now been five years. So I'm happy to yeah. say I'm in my second term. Just won re-election last year. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. And you're in Precinct 3, which is Southwest Travis County? Generically, it's everything south of uh, Lady Bird Lake, kind of above the river as it flows through the county and west of I-35. So okay, well, it's a big Quite area. a bit. About 300,000 people in the precinct. All right, so what do you do? What kind of cases uh, do you, as a Justice of Peace, handle on a, a frequent basis? We're, a distinction from a justice court is that we're of a courthouse and we have both civil and criminal jurisdiction. Okay. So we're not exclusive. On the criminal side, we do all criminal citations issued in that precinct, so within that geographic area, okay. by law enforcement other than the police department. Okay, because if you're in the city of Austin, you're in the Austin court system, kind of? If, if a city of Austin police officer stops you and gives you the ticket, then you go to the municipal court. Okay. If the exact same ticket in the exact same spot 
is given to you by anyone else, Travis County Sheriff, DPS, Constable, Parks and Rec, okay. Texas Rangers, then you come to the, to the Justice Court. So that's how that distinction works between the city and the county. So I get criminal tickets, and then I get all civil claims filed in my precinct up to $20,000. And that's a new number, because it had been 10. It had been 10 for quite a while, and certainly with cost of living and the precinct that I'm in, where there's mm -hmm. some income there, we see quite a few cases. Yesterday I saw one for $14,000, a $15,000 earnest money contract dispute. Huh. Uh, commonly we see household repairs, so um, we're pretty busy. We see on average, for the number of cases, we see about 17,000 lawsuits every year. 17,000 lawsuits, and I would bet a full-dress district judge down at the courthouse probably sees maybe maybe 100. That's a lot for them. We we see that many. I, I personally. So of that, that breaks down about wow. 14,000 tickets, and of those, maybe 5% get to the judge. Okay. We get 3,000 civil filings every year, and over half of those do see me. Hmm. Every single week, we see um, anywhere between two and three dozen eviction hearings. We see just every as many. Every week? Every week. Two or three dozen? Every week. Wow. So my Tuesday and Thursday mornings, for about three hours every morning, we do evictions. Hmm. Mondays and Fridays are jury trial days for us. I have jury trials every month that go forward. You know, we, we right. you can set a jury trial. That doesn't mean it occurs. But we actually find that uh, we'll set six civil jury trials, and at least one of them generally goes forward. So. And the others don't go forward because they settle? They settle. Sure. Which is a common, that's usually what <clears throat> well, happens. That's kind of, meant to happen. Yeah, things are supposed to happen that way, right. So there's a good chance that if you file a small claims in a JP court, you will end up actually seeing the judge. Huh. Which is a little different than yeah. when I was in private practice and I mostly just dealt with opposing counsel and sure. court clerks. So let's talk about, um, there's my limited knowledge of justice court. There's two kinds of civil courts. Mm -hmm. You have a justice court, you have a small claims court. Are they the same or are they different now? Texas actually eliminated small claims, so now they're all one and the same. Okay. So any and all civil lawsuits, if you are, uh, if the amount in controversy <laughs> is less than $20,000 and you can't cram it down. Oh, you, you can't cram it down. You can't cram oh, it down. Man. So you can't say, oh, I know I've got a $24,000 claim, but I'm willing to take just 20. Right. Nope, you got to go on up to county at law. And that means you're, you need a real lawyer at that point. Generally, you would probably be better served to go I ahead and retain so. counsel. I, would think I, so. I do, and if you're a corporation, you are required to have representation. Whereas in in justice court, you can self-represent, so you can all be pro se. So a small business owner can do it themselves. Okay. Uh, the you know I get that with roofing companies, with plumbers, okay. electricians who are kind of a one or two man shop and sure. they've got an LLC. You're gonna have to get a lawyer when you get above twenty thousand. Okay. 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 That's yeah. That's amazing. So. We were talking before the judge got here, we were just uh, talking about other things she does. And one of the things that she does, which is a, nothing that I've had a problem with, and most people haven't, but you see it all the time, is truancy. Mm -hmm. Let's define truancy. Truancy under the law in Texas is if the student who is between the ages of 12 and 19 has had <coughs> 10 unexcused tardies or absences in a 45-day period tardies or absences. That's right. Wow. Uh, now, I don't generally find that schools file because you hit 11 tardies. What we see more commonly is that the student has been missing 18, 19 days out of 25 attended. Hmm. Um, it's hmm. pretty significant. It's pretty severe. And there are two cases that can occur. One is a civil lawsuit filed by the school with the county attorney against the student. So it is no longer a criminal offense for the student. Uh, there are penalties. There are repercussions, including the loss of a license fines. Um, a driver's license? Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Um, for the parent, 
the parent can have a criminal charge filed against them, and hmm. that's called a parent contributing lawsuit, and that's hmm. a Class C misdemeanor, and those both will be heard at the same time in the courtroom, and we will kind of evaluate the situation in totality. You know, has the parent done all that they can mm -hmm. to help the student attend? You know, I, I have, it's not uncommon for me to have a parent who drives their student to the high school and drops them off. Right. Student waves goodbye, walks in, goes straight out the back door, and I've learned all the spots where they like to hang out. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I got them all. Because you have, um, you have some Austin High kids, I'm sure, mm -hmm. and then you've got uh, Aikens, Bowie. Westlake, Crockett, Bowie, uh, and then all charter schools Atkins, are also Westlake, able to Crockett, come out. Crockett, Bowie, mm -hmm. and charter schools too. Yep, and we are beginning to see more of those. So attendance is important, and it's um, hmm. everyone is is not served well if we don't educate the youth. Right. And I've, I always say to students on the docket, I say you're never going to regret getting your high school diploma. I've never met anyone who said, "Man, this just hasn't been a worthwhile endeavor." Right. But you meet people all the time who go, "I wish I had finished." Right. And I hear that from parents <clears throat> whose children are having the same struggle that they did. Mm. So we try to do a lot of proactive prevention. We've done schoolhouse tours. I've gone and spoken to the, the classrooms. We work out with PTA programs to how to have me come in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a difficult subject. It's a really, yeah, it's, it would There's be a lot of probably factors one of the it. harder fact situations you deal with. Definitely, it tugs your heartstring is is always there. Yeah, because there's yeah, yeah. so much happening. There's a reason they're not going to school. Yeah. And it's it's multi-pronged, and we have very little resource that we can provide. You know, we're the school has made a lot of attempts, so they're not able to just file. They must show, just like with a civil lawsuit, okay. that all of these attempts to correct the situation have occurred, and still there Johnny's is not, Johnny's not showing. Yeah, that's right. And mm. then they come to me, and mm. so wow. All right, it's tough. That's tough. Um, let's talk about the times that I have been in justice court, um, not in front of you, uh. but. Um, I could probably give the defensive driving class by memory. I've taken it so many times. I've been good recently, and my wife Cindy has yeah. lowered the boom on me, and I mean, this is it, baby. You yep. get one more ticket, and you're going to be in big trouble. But you deal with tickets. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about tickets. So I said we have about 14,000 criminal citations. 14,000. 14, these numbers are, how big is your staff? Uh, I have 17 clerks and I have three senior supervisors. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, we're, people are always shocked and awed to learn how it's large and big, robust that, it can yeah, be. Yeah, that really is. We are, now we are, I will say that I am not typical. We are in a large urban county. Mm -hmm. I have a very, very large precinct. Again, my precinct is 330,000 people oh, per the last census. There are counties that don't have that well, many people. There's many, many counties that don't have so that many, right? So very, very different kind of group. But of the 14,000 tickets, <clears throat> I probably only actually see about 5% of those that make it to a true contested hearing with a judge, either sure. trial by court, trial by jury. And that's because, as you've just highlighted, mm -hmm. for the strong majority of tickets that are issued, they're compliance-based tickets. It's a no insurance, your license oh, wasn't updated, you sure. forgot to get your car registered. Sure. Uh, maybe you were speeding. Probably was. Uh, not that I ever had one of those. No, either. no, no, no. no. Um, but with those types of tickets, you always get a chance to meet with the assistant county attorney first. That's the prosecutor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Texas is a good system. We will give you an opportunity, even for a second I've taken offense. the recidivist class, too. Yeah, yes, I have. It and happens. That came in handy, right? We have driver safety course, which is commonly called defensive driving. There's things called deferrals. There's a lot of opportunities. Generally, people see me because they are ineligible commercial drivers. Oh, tell me about that. So if you have a commercial license, you know, we think of that as the truck driver, even if that person has stopped driving their normal Honda minivan coming home from church for being eight miles over the limit, 
they are ineligible to take the defensive driving class that we get. Is that right? It wow. is a national license. Hmm. And the, the concept, hmm. and I can see this, is that if you're a bad driver in your regular day, you're probably a bad driver when you're in the truck. That, that makes and sense. we want to make sure. certain that you're being safe at all times. So th those are always very tough because right. you empathize and yet, you know, the, the law says, and if well. they lose their license, they lose their job. That's exactly right. right. And some, sure. some companies are very strict. You get no second chances whatsoever, regardless of the circumstance in, in the, the process there. So I see commercial truck drivers. Uh, we do get a healthy number of um, people just, you know, fighting the fight. Um, and I generally find when we have I'll bet, that, I'll bet. you know, there's always some interesting uh, arguments to be had there or positions put forth. You've had jury trials on speeding tickets? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I will say that I find when, when we have a criminal jury trial with a citation, if the jury finds that this person is um, beyond a reasonable doubt responsible for the ticket, juries tend to give the maximum possible fine. Whereas prosecution was going to offer you a very de minimal mm -hmm. or the minimum fine mm -hmm. with, you know, take the class, do this, we'll right. call it a day. So weigh that for what you will if you decide to pursue a jury trial because... Because they probably perceive you as having wasted their time. I'm not going to speak for them, but uh, I have, when, when I've had juries polled, that is some of the sentiment sure. I've heard expressed. Sure, say, sure. You saw the video. Did anyone, do we all, we all watch the video. Right. You ran the red light. There's really not any question about that. <laughs> and but. you've got six-person juries? That's correct. Six-person. Okay. So we'll generally summon uh, 24 potential jurors for a criminal trial, about 22 for civil. We give them about, you know, even in small claims, you get to do voir dire. I have oh, yeah. to explain that a lot. Uh, voir dire again. Let's explain what voir dire is. Uh, that's how you go about uh, selecting the jury. You get a chance to question the jury, to poll the jury, to look at a jury packet. Since so few people understand how that works, mm -hmm. right? Movies and TVs sure, don't ever explain this. I was, I've been working with the Austin Young Lawyers Association. We've applied for a, a grant through the Texas Bar Foundation, we should hear back soon, to make a short uh, five-minute video series to give out to justice um, and municipal courts so that pro se people can get some, oh, I'm allowed to do that? A pro se person, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is somebody who represents themselves. So, right. Um, so I wanna, if we're gonna give you the chance idea. to get to jury, you need to understand how the kitchen works if you want to cook in it, right? We've yeah, got to give yeah, you some yeah. tools to really be able to utilize that system effectively. We so. do that here at Law Firm. We give out, uh, we send a video. If you sign a will, here's what's going to happen to your signing meeting. If you're going to sign a trust, here's what's going to happen to your signing meeting. So that you come in and you know, hey, okay, this mm -hmm. is what I expect. And it takes um, some of the fear out of it, a little of the stress out of it. And you guys are going to save a lot of time doing that too. Reducing the fear, you know, I, we had students, I would call it the white knuckle moment, you know, they're, let's take a moment, let's get that apprehension out, because you know, you're not in court generally, because mm -hmm. you're happy to be there. Right. Even if you've got a winning case, you would have preferred to not have to be there. Sure. So if we can remove all of that emotion to some degree, we're going to have a more calm, more reasonable, let's stick to the facts. How do the facts apply to the law? Mm -hmm. What does the outcome need to be then? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say I don't like your decision. You can appeal de novo, which means okay. that uh, you can appeal without having to have a cause of fact or a cause of law or a mistake made. If you, even if you win in a justice court and you believe that I should have awarded you a higher amount of money or the jury didn't give you enough, you can appeal and go to county at law. Okay. Okay. And that happens. Does it happen? It does happen. We're also not a court of record. <clears throat> so okay. there's no court reporter in justice court. You know, you see in movies and TVs, let the record reflect. There's no such thing in justice court. So if you appeal, 
you don't generally get to go back and say, Your Honor, he testified before. Right. The judge will say that doesn't matter. What we're doing is what we're doing here in this court now. And again, you go to county court at law, mm -hmm. you're almost certainly going to need uh, a lawyer because the rules apply. Now, do, do rules of procedure and rules of evidence apply in your court? So we are bound under the rules of civil procedure under Rule 500, which is definitely a more um, lenient system. Okay. The judge is actually allowed to intervene and ask some questions as developing the case. Oh, that's interesting. Well, you've got two pro se people. They may sure. not know. Let me help you establish the four corners of a contract. Because in a regular non-justice court, the judge really can't say anything about the case. Mm -mm. Uh, rule on issues that's and rule right. on evidence. But, but otherwise. Not, yeah, have to be completely silent. So if you know if a party doesn't raise an issue, even if the judge is thinking mm -hmm. like, "Hey, yeah, can't do anything about it in yeah. that law court." Let it roll. But in our court, if I have two pro se <coughs> parties, I can go ahead and say, "Let me oh, nice. let me ask a few questions sure. to see if I can develop what I need to get to this." Um, and the other part that is interesting is rules of evidence don't apply okay. unless the parties seek to invoke them, and I generally only get that in. Uh, when I have two attorneys on either side, they want to apply the rules of evidence. Now, justice courts are bound under the same set of rules to give normal common sense standards. So hearsay exceptions, you know, can come in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in general, if you're going to tell me that your cousin who's a friend of somebody at the store told you this, like, I'm not. Right. That, right. That, that's not reliable enough for, for me to want to hear it. But, but it's, so it's a, it's a, again, it's a more, it's looser. Mm-hmm. But you're dealing with real people. That's exactly who, right. Who, again, may have seen something on TV or in a movie. How do you control the time? Because I'll bet, I mean, you've got to have people in there in an eviction case. I did in my earlier life. I represented both landlords and tenants mm -hmm. in eviction cases. I've done that. And, um, you know, I've got to stay. And this is my home. You're kicking me out. And, or I've got a lawsuit. And they really did screw me around, Judge. And I'm going to take uh, about three hours of your time to explain this whole thing. And you've got other cases to hear. How do, how do you manage that, Sylvia? Um, I think I do a nice job of showing how we're going to run the docket okay. consistently. So I have a very, I have made <clears> myself <throat> kind of a, a question chart. These are all the necessary facts to establish in a case for the plaintiff. Okay. And you don't have to say anything. Let's see if the plaintiff meets their burden of proof to even tick the question over to you. And then we can allow some time. But... If it is mostly an emotional argument, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've got a horrible situation. I say, ma'am, sir, I absolutely recognize that if you could have, you would have. But in a non-payment case, which is what most of them sure, are. Sure, Garcia. You didn't. The, 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 if it is the truth, then the facts are that you weren't able to do so. Not because you didn't want to, but because life intervened. And that's, mm -hmm. not, that's, not, that's unfortunate for you. And I really hope that you are going to be able to come back from this. There are opportunities for you. Here is, and then we lay out exactly what their appeal deadline is. We give okay. them clear, here is exactly how long you have before the landlord legally has the right to remove you. And here's what still can still be done. We always highlight legal aid and free resources for mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not hiding anything. I've never once gone to court and be like, man, I can't wait to evict someone today. Right. I don't know any judge that right. is eager to do that. Right. Um, I've had one situation where I recall the, the defendant was very violent and was causing quite a few issues and we were mostly concerned that the defendant needed assistance. Mm -hmm. Sure. But even then, it's and when they're non-payment, I always highlight too that this isn't a moral judgment. It's a legal judgment. It says you didn't have money on this day to pay insufficient amount. Nothing says that you're a bad person or that you're not a good otherwise mm -hmm. tenant. This is just about money. And that what I have found and what's surprising is that people will thank me at the end. Okay. I've had emails from people I've evicted afterwards saying thank you for treating me fairly.
for not making me feel like a whore. Like, you know, they already feel bad. Right, right. I don't need to make that's it feel nice. worse. That's really nice. That's really nice. That's, well. Good. Let's talk about something else nice. We started off with this. Let's go back to this. Weddings. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was, I did litigation for 10 years. And uh, in my experience in trial work, there are only two good things that happen in the courts. Two really good things that happen in the courts. One is a wedding, the other is an adoption. Yes. That's it. I agree. Everybody else that's something bad has mm -hmm. gone down and mm -hmm. there's a problem. So weddings, um, how does it work? Um, I absolutely agree with that. The only time I've seen people crying happy tears have been at adoptions. Yep. And then in weddings. Yep. So if you're interested in getting married in, in Texas, you need to get a license from any county and then contact a judge. And generally, Justice of the Peace is, is kind of on a list that comes first. And people think of us sure. for weddings. You know, county at law and district, they've <coughs> in an eight-week eight, eight jury trial. Um, you contact the court. You see if we're available. Tell me the date that you want. We generally will book out a wedding within 90 days. Okay. We don't. I can't tell you what my schedule is going to be after that. Sure. Also, people, life intervenes. But uh, you pay a small fee, you come to court, and we can do those. You can have what's called a license signing. And I get these a lot, where people have their license and they don't want to have an exchange of vows or rings or have right. the whole ceremony. They just want me to say, you know, you're here, you've presented it, and then sign it. And that's because they're having either a, a wedding, a destination wedding, okay. a cultural wedding. They're going to go to another country and have it there. Right. They don't, the bloom is off there, you know, they just... Yeah, this and, is for, and they've been living together for years. Yeah, they just want to kind as of an estate planning attorney, right, right, right. they are there to get their property yeah, rights established, yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, property going, things like that, of course. Um, and so I get quite a few. And then in Texas, if you want to marry someone, you must marry everyone. You cannot pick and choose, and you cannot discriminate. Oh, I see. So there's I, a case going on right now. Mm -hmm, I get quite a few couples who want to feel comfortable and accepted in the courtroom, mm -hmm. and they will drive hours away from other counties for me to marry them. Okay, sure. And I, I take that as a compliment, uh, and I'm happy to do that, so. But these would be same-sex couples? Same-sex couples, interracial sure. couples. Okay, I've had, sure. I've had heterosexual couples tell me, but I like your stance on this, yeah. and it's worth it to me to, to come. If I'm gonna have a judge marry me, I want you to be the one. I'll be darned, how and nice, that's interesting, yeah. I came out of court the other day, and there was a couple in my parking lot taking photos, we have a really nice vantage point. If you ever come out to see the courthouse, okay. we're on the side of a hill in the hill country. It's beautiful. And I was a little like, you know, why are these people taking photos? And they came running up. You married us. This is our one-year anniversary. Oh, wow. And they oh, took wow. a photo with me oh, right wow. then and there. They were That's so excited sweet. again. So, so if I good part. call your office today, how soon could I get married? Uh, we do walk-in weddings if I'm in the courthouse. Okay. So if I'm available, generally every Friday afternoon you can call the court, and we will be there from 2 to 4 doing walk-in weddings. Huh. Okay. Um, you can schedule a wedding on a weekday if you just do it in advance. And if I'm, you know, my my <clears throat> clerks know my calendar. If I'm not out of court, they'll, sometimes they'll text me and say, hey, Judge, you're available. Yeah. Okay. So it could be the same day. If you've got a license, that's good to go. That's it. That's, that's, that's got to be fun. Oh, it's... Really? I've, I've done themed weddings. I did three Star Trek weddings via Zoom in the <laughs> pandemic. And Can you marry by Zoom? Yes. Okay. That is still, Supreme Court says we are good to go with that. Uh, you got to get me the license in advance. Okay. Right. right. But, A real physical license. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people choose Zoom because they want to invite family members that aren't anywhere nearby. Sure. So even before the pandemic, people would live stream. And I had a soldier who walked his mom down the aisle through a satellite phone. Ah. Really oh, cool. and I'm going to... Um, and he had the nicest value. He, he gave his mom away. He said, you know, his dad had passed, and he right. said, you're an outstanding man. I, I, I look forward to welcoming you to the family. I'm just, I'm, like, I'm crying, right? That doesn't happen often, but I, that one stood out to me as, wow. 
Wow. Technology can really do some amazing things for us. Ah, that's just great. That's just great. What does it cost to get married? $200. Okay. That's nice. it. Boom, nice flat fee. Now, if you want a destination, if you want me to drive out somewhere. Well, or fly to Mexico or something. Yeah, I'm not like doing that. that. But I get people <laughs> want to get married on the lake or it, it, they've rented a venue. Sure. And they need me to come out. Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. Oh, Just call the court. Place. And then, depending on time, date, and how far, we'll give you a quote. We watch occasionally Judge Judy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people watch Judge Judy. Or there are multiple Judge Judys out there now. Mm -hmm. Everybody's uh, kind of getting to that gig. What's the difference in a real court and a Judge Judy court? Um, well, her court is arbitration. Everyone's getting paid to appear, which is the reason. Oh, they're getting paid to appear. Uh, yeah, actually, her court, her, her program sends people out to look through our files, and they will contact lawsuits huh. in advance and say, your case looks like one we'd love to put on TV. Both the plaintiff and the defendant receive an appearance fee. Hmm. I think it's $3,000 or so. And then whoever wins, the, 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 the TV show pays that judgment. Oh, is that right? So there's a huge incentive. That's, that's, it's binding yeah. arbitration. There's a huge incentive to go ahead and go on the show. <laughs> and then, you know, they make it go. sometimes you may look <laughs> like you went on TV and you said that. Okay. But people say things to me all the time, which sure. are crazy. Um, and so the difference is that, you know, there's much more drama there. Like she uses her gavel. I've never used my gavel. I've never seen a judge use a gavel. Never. That's I've because never my bailiff is there to keep things in charge. You have a bailiff. Yes. Good. So the constables are all of our security. We always have a bailiff. They're very, sure. very protective of the courtroom. Make sure that we're secured at all times. Um, but that's the big difference, that they exaggerate things and will allow some ridiculousness. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll sir, you're not allowed to make that kind of outlandish claim. Ma'am, ma'am, I understand you're unhappy with this person, but that's not relevant to whether or not... This money, is not Judge Judy's We're court. not getting into that. Isn't that interesting? So we'll, we'll, well, let's keep our down here. Well, I would bet that a large part of your bench time, when you're actually on the bench hearing mm -hmm. cases, is just, as you've already said, uh, Judge, just trying to help the people figure out what they need to do to present their case to you. A good portion is explaining sure. why the law requires an outcome mm -hmm. and how the facts presented fit into that. Okay. And that's where I say I get a lot of people who say thank you. Mm -hmm. I know. Oh, okay. Okay, I get it. I see how, I see how, I, you're right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, because you've got emotion clouding it up, and sometimes you've got to remind people of other things. Sure. That, you know, uh, if you stood me up for a date, flowers and chocolate, I don't want to date you. And if you stood me up twice in a row, maybe you should date someone else. Might be a great boyfriend to someone, just sure. not to me. Right. That's, if you don't pay me on time, that That's is the, the same exact the situation. Same and they go, okay, yeah, I get it. Any war stories? Oh, well, there's always some, some fun moments. I think um, I've been surprised by um, how prolific now ring doorbell cameras are being subpoenaed as footage. Oh, that's interesting. So if you have a doorbell camera on your house. Which we do. You might very well end up having someone send you a letter and say, I need your footage because I'm suing a landscaper or a service person. <clears> and <throat> I believe they did something wrong or a porch pirate who because stole something. Because my camera picks up my neighbor's yes. front yard. That's exactly right. Huh. And I've had lawyers subpoenaing a neighbor, you know, you need to give me your footage, show huh. me that you have it. Um, and then how technology, and this is not a ding at young people because I'd like to think I'm still kind of young. Uh, I think you're very young. But um, I'm having to teach my clerks and, young, and, and new people what a check is. What a check is. And ha Yeah, no, they, they've never written a physical check anymore. And so what's a routing number? And then 
don't use cash unless you don't want to prove you paid for something. I'm very strict about this one. Like, okay. Cash is for things you don't want to admit to. If you pay via Venmo or Zelle, don't use an emoji when you send that payment. Put in what it's for. Put in the date. Mm -hmm. Put in repayment. Right. Put in loans. Something. So there's evidence. Oh, I get screenshots from text message chains that are, you know, five months of people arguing <laughs> and they still goodness. can't figure out what happened. Right. So um, don't be afraid to get a receipt. Get a receipt and then take a photo immediately yes. of your receipt. Keep that thing. Yes. Wow. So. What is a check? No, I believe no, it. I've no. heard it from and other I, people. I've heard it from other people. Well, because they, you know, bill pay now. You write it through your bank. The bank doesn't even sometimes issue the check. They just transfer it to another bank. Mm -hmm. that they're so I, I realize, but we, we've worked on how, like, redacting. Oh, no, at the bottom of the check. That's what, mm -hmm. that's what those numbers mm -hmm. are. Woof. Things I'm learning. Well, this has been great. <laughs> Thank you so this much. This has been so really good. Enjoyed. I mean, hopefully everybody in our listening audience and our viewing audience catches uh, Judge Holmes' uh, enthusiasm for her job. You can catch us on YouTube as well. Tell us about that. So because justice courts are allowed to utilize Zoom, and we found that so many more <coughs> defendants came to court for their hearings, uh, we live stream all of our Zoom hearings so that it's public and open to the public. Uh -huh, sure. And on YouTube, you can watch our eviction docket. You can watch our small claims. And I'll be doing. People watch the docket that way to prepare for their own hearing. Uh -huh. And we get people because Judge, I saw you ask this question, so I brought my receipt. I'm like, oh. Mm. Good, good. And we good. have that on our website, so we're not hiding it. It's huh. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. don't allow comments. But, wow. uh, well, this is, again, we're here with Judge Sylvia Holmes, Precinct 3, Justice of the Peace, Travis County. Mm -hmm. And uh, to educate uh, as much as we can what a Justice of the Peace does, what Justice Court is, truancy, landlord tenant. Tickets, mm -hmm. uh, evictions, weddings, uh, and there's more, I'm sure. There's probably a whole lot of other stuff you guys do, but thank you very much for this. Happy to do it. Thank you. I want to you. remind everybody out there that uh, last year, and if you're a recent viewer, I wrote a, a Christian devotional. It's called a Hard Days Devotional. Blessings for Brewers Boomers, and it's been a popular little tome, and um, you can buy it at Amazon, and it's holiday time. So if you have somebody in your life that happens to be born between 1946 and 1964, they're a baby boomer. And baby boomers are kind of hard to buy for sometimes because we kind of have everything we need. And if we don't need, have it, we'll go buy it. It's not too expensive. But this is a cool book. And uh, literally, I went through the Bible. I pulled out every verse that has the word bless, blessing, or blessed and wrote a little thing on it. So here's just some of it. And if you want to go on Amazon, you can buy it. I think it's uh, $14.95, something like that. But if you're looking for a gift for somebody, uh, check it out. Uh, a Hard Day's Devotional, Blessings for Bruce Boomers. So uh, anyway, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody out there too. Happy Holidays. Judge Holmes, thank you. And you took time out of your valuable calendar. This is the second time we tried to do this. The last time we tried to do it, I got COVID. Holy cow, but I'm okay now. healthy as a horse today. So uh, great. Thank you very much and uh, look forward to seeing you out in the real world. Thank you. Not in court. Okay, thanks.